Hello and welcome to Punch a Hole in the Wind, a look at some of the great thoroughbred racehorses who have graced our racetracks all around the world over the last century or so. I'm Ollie Hine and it's great of you to join me on this exciting trip down the memory lane. My aim is to both remind you of some of your heroes from years gone by, but also to introduce you to some others whom you may not be so familiar with. We're going back this time to the last decade of the 20th century and to a horse who tricked his handlers into thinking that he was a classic prospect, but who ended up being a sprinter for the ages. Speed. All good horses need to show it, of course, even the stayers. But actual out-and-out raw speed, that is the preserve of the sprinters. It seems a straightforward challenge. Exit the stalls and go flat out over five or six furlongs. Easier said than done. But Dejour's lasting impression on those who saw him was unanimous. He left you feeling that a thoroughbred, physically and mechanically, simply couldn't go any faster. A beautiful, dark brown, small yet muscular colt, Dejour, Arabic for darkness, was by Danzig, yet another son of omnipresent supersire northern dancer, and came with a hefty $1.65 million price tag. But his true speed came from his dam, American champion sprinter Gold Beauty. Owned by Hamdan Al Maktoum, trained by veteran Dick Hearn from his base in Berkshire in the UK, and ridden throughout his career by multiple UK champion jockey Willie Carson, Dejour proved that even experts can get it badly wrong. Tested at six and seven furlongs throughout his two-year-old and early three-year-old races, and attempting to come from behind in each, he was good without being spectacular. He won minor races at Newbury and Nottingham, but equally was beaten in lesser company too. The cultural obsession with preparing a horse of such a rich pedigree uniquely for the classics was blinding connections from the evidence in front of them. With hindsight, it seems obvious. As Hearn's then assistant, and later a successful trainer in his own right, Marcus Tregoning, would later account, Dejour didn't care for trotting. It was always a bit hair-raising, and he was quite tricky. He always came out jumping and kicking every morning. It was just a nightmare getting him down to the ride. He'd bounce all the way. There was always something of the cold spring about Dejour. He nearly didn't have a three-year-old season at all, however. Over that winter, while attempting to get the horse to trot and keep him active, his leg caught a piece of metal that had fallen off a nearby tractor. A deep and nasty cut to the tendon in his hind leg had connections worry that he wouldn't be able to run again, but it ended up healing fine. Back on the racecourse, the horse clearly had pace, but his seventh place in the seven furlong free handicap at Newmarket, his prep race for the 1990 2000 guineas over a mile, still had connections scratching their heads. Carson remarked how quickly Dejour could break from the gates. Only then did the no-nonsense, wheelchair-bound Hearn suggest, why don't you just let him go? And so they did. In May, Dejour was next tested in group company for the first time, in the Temple Stakes at Sandown, his first foray at the minimum trip of five furlongs. He bolted from the stalls, and nothing got within two lengths of him throughout. From there the King's standstakes at Royal Ascot beckoned. The dead ground meant that Hearn was in two minds about running, 
Sheikh Hamdan had no reservations, though, and insisted. And the owner is always right. Outstanding French sprinter Ron's victory, who would go on to win the diadem stakes by ten lengths, only got to within two and a half lengths of Desjour. The rest were a further six lengths behind him. You'd be hard pushed to see a five furlong race anywhere finish with a field as spread eagled as this. Already, Desjour was being touted as the fastest in the world, but for once, the words were not premature. Next up was the Nunthorpe Stakes in August, the sprinting centrepiece of York's Ebor meeting. This time, it was one of the US's top sprinters, Mr. Nickerson, who decided to take the challenge. It was in vain. Desjour's acceleration from the stalls was electric, and he poured it on, furlong by rapid furlong. His margin of victory over Staterblest was four lengths, and his time of 56.16 seconds beat the course record by over a second, and would stand until 2019. Amongst a summer of glorious performances, it was perhaps his finest. Haydock's Ladbrook Sprint Cup followed, this time back up to six furlongs. More top sprinters were thrown his way. Royal Academy, the July Cup winner who would go on to win the Breeders' Cup mile, and Dead Certain, the Prix Maurice de Geest winner. It made no difference to the result. Despite very heavy going, which concerned connections as it was the only thing likely to blunt his speed, Dejour and Carson repeated their usual catch-me-if-you-can tactics. And they couldn't, with only Royal Academy getting to within a length and a half as Dejour was eased well before the line. It could have been five lengths. Again, unheard of victory distances for a sprint race. And Carson confirmed afterwards that he was taking it easy. With nothing left to prove in the UK, Dejour next went on Arc weekend to Longchamp for France's top sprint, the Prix de l'Abeille. It was notable for two reasons. First, it was clear that he was now scaring away the European competition, with only five turning out to oppose him. He won, as he pleased, by two lengths, at the prohibitive odds of ten to one on. But the second thing of significance would only become apparent a month later. As Dejour crossed the line that day, few noticed that he appeared to jump a shadow running across the track, slowing him down, although his victory was already well sewn up by then. There could only be one race for Dejour to finish his season, and indeed his career, namely the six furlong Breeders' Cup sprint, held that year at Belmont Park. The Americans had, as usual, a fine deck of sprinters, notably Eclipse Award winner and champion US four-year-old sprinter Safely Kept, who would win 24 of 31 races in her illustrious career. But Dejour faced other challenges. He was completely new to running on dirt, and he was drawn on the extreme outside of a sharp-turning track. As it happened, these didn't matter, as despite an uncharacteristically lethargic break from the gates, he used his immense speed to catch safely kept within a furlong. And for the final four furlongs, it was a pure match race, with each on level terms and both pulverising the opposition. In the final furlong, Dejour started to inch ahead. First a head, then a neck, as safely kept started to tire slightly. There were just 50 yards to go, which was when Dejour saw the dark shadow of the grandstand across the track and once again chose to jump it. His momentum was checked as he landed, and it was enough to hand victory at the death 
to safely kept. Even the partisan US crowd couldn't help but feel that Dejour had been desperately unlucky and deserved to win. It was heartbreak for all his supporters, and a deeply frustrated Carson was unrepentant in his post-race interview. We don't get the money, but we got the best horse. Few argued. It had a profound impact on the jockey, as he was still reflecting on their bad luck many years later. Half an hour before, or half an hour after, that wouldn't have happened. The sun wouldn't have been hitting those turrets at Belmont. What do you say? What, indeed. Hearn, meanwhile, unnecessarily blamed himself for knowing that the great horse had done the same at Longchamp, but he didn't address it. Only Sheikh Hamdan was positive and philosophical about it after, safe in the knowledge that Dejour had done more than enough to prove himself a highly desirable sire. Whilst it had been an extraordinary end to an electrifying year, the memories of Dejour's incredible pace even many years later are still etched into the minds of those who were fortunate enough to witness it. Dejour duly went to his owner's Shadwell Stud in 1991, doing his business for 19 years before earning his pension. Although never a champion sire, there were several group winners dotted in amongst his offspring, and even a Brazilian champion, Ajour. The most amusing of all of them, though, was a horse from Dejour's very first crop, who was given the name Jump the Shadow. And who says there's no humour left in horse racing? To find out more about Dejour and other greats from the past, check out my book, Punch a Hole in the Wind, out now and available online and in bookshops. Next time, we'll go to a different part of the world and share the exploits of another great horse from another era who could punch a hole in the wind. But until then, this is Ollie Hine signing off and saying thank you for listening.